Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. everyone this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries how is everyone doing today I pray that all is well in your lives that you are walking by faith and not by sight we are hanging in there until our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes back for us we are not giving up on our faith we will not waver from our faith why because Jesus says that in this world we are going to have trouble but he has overcome this world. So we are hanging our hats on him. And when he returns, he will find a church without blemish, without stain and wrinkle free. Amen. Amen. Okay. I want to talk about Israel's unbelief. Coming off from the teaching I did on Romans 10 verses 9 through 11 that says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved and we saw in that teaching that it was actually a heartfelt cry from Paul on behalf of his people Israel because we see that in chapter 9 now I'm going to be reading scripture from the New Living Translation okay so as we saw in chapter 9 and verse 1 when Paul said when Christ as my witness I speak with utter truthfulness my conscience and the Holy Spirit confirms it verse 2 my heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people my Jewish brothers and sisters so we can see that in his heartbreak and in his grief to the fact that the Jews miss their opportunity of visitation when the Lord Jesus Christ actually showed up on the scene he stripped off his deity he came to this earth in the body of a man even though he was in the flesh the Lord Jesus Christ did not sin one time and he fulfilled the law completely he performed every requirement exactly the way God gave it to Moses and because of his sinless life he was the perfect sacrifice that needed to be slain in order for God's wrath to be appeased amen so the Jews had longed for the Messiah the Jews had longed for their Messiah their king to come but when he came they did not recognize him so in their zeal and quest to get right with God 
they thought that by keeping the law was what will bring them to righteousness but you see when jesus showed up he tried to get them to understand it is now a heart thing right amen now faith is in the heart it is not in the written code any longer because the law was pointing to jesus the whole time and the fact that he showed up on the scene he wanted them to now know that through me and through my sacrifice to come you can now have right standing with god so now if we look to chapter 10 we see here and again i'm going to be reading from the new living translation so if we back up to the ending of chapter 9 and verse 30 regarding israel disbelief it says here in verse 30 and this is paul again in his grief and in his brokenness he is saying what does all this mean even though the gentiles were not trying to follow god's standard they were made right with god and it was by faith that this took place verse 31 but the people of israel who tried so hard to get right with god by keeping the law never succeeded amen verse 32 and why not and why not because they were trying to get right with god right they were trying to they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law, but they never succeeded. Verse 32, and why not? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of by trusting in him. They stumbled over the great rock in their path. Verse 33, so God warned them of this in the scriptures when he said, I am placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall. But anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. And now we come upon chapter 10. And so Paul continues in his grief by saying, Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God for the people of Israel to be saved verse 2 i know what enthusiasm they have for god but it is misdirected zeal for they don't understand hold on my page is falling for they don't understand god's way of making people right with himself refusing to accept god's way they cling to their own way of getting right with god by trying to keep the law verse 4 of chapter 10 in romans for christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given as a result all who believe in him are made right with god because again you see jesus was trying to get them to understand it's now going to be a hard thing to be right with god it is now not based on works of the law amen so we see down in chapter 5 i'm sorry in verse 5 now paul is going to talk about 
how salvation is for everyone. So he goes on to say, for Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of his commands. Okay, because see, that was the Jews' way of trying to get themselves to be right with God. So verse 6, but faith's way, okay, because we see the law's way, and now we're going to see faith's way of getting right with God that says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down, uh, to bring Christ down to earth, verse 7. And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says, so now, this is faith speaking, okay? Because see, faith is going to now tell us just how close the message is. So it says in verse 8, in fact, it says, speaking about faith, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. Oh, okay. So now we're seeing that faith is not in the works of the law that will now get us right with God. No, it's a hard thing because it's saying that it is now on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message as Paul continues to say. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. And now we come upon verse 9, okay? Now, it says, if. Now, I made a little note here. It says that now, um, it says, and not by the letter of the law. So now, the message is saying that if you openly. Now, he's talking to Israel out of a broken heart, out of grief and sorrow, because again, the Jews missed their opportunity of visitation when the Lord actually came down from heaven in the flesh and walked among them. But because they denied who he was, they didn't believe it when Jesus told them that he was in fact God. He said on many occasions, if you had seen me, then you have seen God. And so they didn't believe that, right? And so if we continue with verse 9, because Paul is saying, look, listen, okay? One day there is going to come a time if you and when you believe that Jesus was in fact the Messiah to whom you crucified. And verse 9, he says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for it is by believing in your heart. See, there we go again. It's a heart thing is not keeping the law that gets us right with God. It's believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Verse 11, as the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. 
they have the same Lord who gives generally to all who call on him. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Okay, so now how do we get this message out? How do we get the message out, right, that righteousness now comes by faith in Jesus Christ? It is no longer based on the law. When Jesus died on the cross, he fulfilled the law 100%. And how did he do that? He did it by living a sinless, perfect life. And by doing so, he fulfilled every commandment of the law. He fulfilled every jot and tittle of it. And so now he ushered in a new dispensation the blood covenant, the new covenant with his shed blood on the cross. And when he died and rose again after three days, that shed blood that was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God made atonement for sin. He was the last lamb slain, the perfect sacrifice that appeased God's wrath. And so now that shed blood, we now have the remission of our sins. And when we put our trust in all that finished work that he did on the cross from the beginning to the end, when we put our faith in the fact that he is the Messiah. He is the Savior of the world. And by his death, burial, and resurrection, we now are reconciled back to the Father and our sins are now forgiven. Amen. Amen. He was the perfect sacrifice. And now he is our high priest sitting at the right hand of honor with God the Father interceding on our behalf. Amen. Amen. Okay. So now, how do we get that message out, right? So now we have verse 14 of Romans 10. So the question on the floor is, but how can they call on Jesus to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about Jesus unless someone tells them? Verse 15. And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring the good news. And what is this good news? That Christ died on the cross and rose again for the remission of sin. He took on the penalty that was rightly due to us. Why? Because we racked up and stacked up God's wrath against us by breaking his law. And so the fact that he said in Romans 6.23, yeah, 6.23, that the wages of sin was death so someone had to die for the sins of the world we and our weakened flesh we could not have paid our sin debt on um we could not have paid our sin debt uh, debt ourselves that is why jesus had to come in the likeness of a man in order to die on the cross right and take on that penalty upon himself so that is the good news that we don't have to die in our sins that god from heaven in the body of the lord jesus christ 
reconciled sinful man back to himself so how are we going to get this news out to everyone so that they can be able to call on the name of jesus and to be saved so verse 16 but guess what folks now this is the sad part right with all of that good news that the lord just proclaimed verse 16 but not everyone welcomes the good news and why not why on god's green earth would you want to go to hell because you refuse to believe that god exists that you refuse to believe that jesus is god and you refuse to believe that he died on your behalf for your sins and you refuse to understand that it is not by your good works that get you into heaven it is not by following all those 613 commandments of the law all those 613 mitzvahs you cannot you cannot on your own accord get yourself into heaven so why would you not want to accept christ as your savior i don't understand that okay so again in verse 16 but not everyone welcomes the good news and just to backtrack if someone tells me okay even in my sinful state even when i was an enemy of god even when i knew what i was doing was wrong but i let my flesh tell me otherwise even when someone was telling me that I can go to hell I remember thinking well I don't want to go to hell okay I knew eventually I had to get my act together but I'm just saying if someone is telling you that Jesus and his sacrifice on your behalf can prevent you from going to hell then why not take him up on his offer? The reason being, thank you, Holy Spirit, is because people don't believe that hell is real. They think this is a game. They think that they can still walk and play in their sin, and they don't have to be accountable to God for anything. They trump up a fake God in their mind that he is all about love, 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 and that at the end of the day that everyone is going to get to heaven so they can do as they will right now, but they are deceived, my friends, okay? We need Jesus. We need a mediator, and we need a savior and a high priest, okay? So that's my rant for tonight so anyway back to verse 16 but not everyone welcomes the good news for isaiah the prophet said lord who has believed our message and what is that message the good news verse 17 so faith comes from hearing that is hearing the good news about christ like i just said how he died on the cross for our sins that's the good news and the fact that he rose out of the grave he conquered death and he and he fulfilled our sin debt right he paid the price and so now our sins can be forgiven verse 18 but i ask have the people of israel actually heard this message because see the question on the floor is okay so 
is it that Israel didn't hear this message? That's why they didn't believe in Christ? No, the Bible says, yes, they have, right? And the message has gone throughout the earth and the words to all the people. Now, that scripture is coming from the um, the Old Testament out of Psalms 19.4. So, just like in Romans 1 and chapter 1, where Paul says that, no one is without an excuse no one can say oh i didn't know god exists you know prove it to me that god exists because if they in their mind believe that god doesn't exist then they are not accountable or held accountable for their sins so they will rather believe the lie that god does not exist but god says uh-uh no you can't say that and why can't people say that so let's look to the old testament right because all scripture is useful psalms 19 now this scripture here going back to romans 10 right 18 where um he says that the message has gone throughout the earth and the words to all the people and that's coming from psalms 19 4. so let's actually start at uh psalms 19:1. okay so the heavens proclaim the glory of god the skies display his craftsmanship day after day they continue to speak night after night they make him known they speak without a sound or word uh, verse 3 they speak without a sound or word their voice is never heard verse 4 yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all of the world god has made a home in the heavens for the sun and i'm and i'm going to bless us with verses 5 and 6 it bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding it rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race verse 6 the sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end nothing can hide from its feet so there we go we can never say that we don't know that if god exists god is saying uh-uh you can't say that why because when that moon rise every night and when that sun comes out every day and when those stars twinkle in the night sky they are screaming god exists that is why man is not without excuse and that is why israel can never say that they that they haven't heard the message right verse 19 so now we're going back over to romans 10 verse 19 but i asked Right, so he's asked it again, but I asked that the people of Israel really understand, right? Because they can't claim ignorance. And the Lord said, yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God said, and now he's about to quote out of Deuteronomy 32, verse 21, where the Lord said, I will rouse your jealousy through people who are not even a nation. I will provoke your anger through the foolish Gentiles. And let's go over to Deuteronomy 32 because what I like to do 
anytime I see in the New Testament where they quote from the Old Testament, I like to go over to the Old Testament and see maybe a few verses above that and a few verses below that just to milk it like I always do. So let me put my pen there and let's go over to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Now I am going to start at verse 15 and lead us down to verse 21 so we can see where all this is coming from right because see god is too through with israel and their idols okay they are provoking him to anger by worshiping the bells asterisks and all those other foreign gods right so god and his anger is saying this and which he has a right to right he is the one true god so deuteronomy 32 verse 15 so he goes on to say but israel soon became fat and unruly the people grew heavy plump and stuff then they abandoned the god who had made them they made light of the rock capital r rock of their salvation verse 16 they stirred up his jealousy by worshiping foreign gods. They provoked his fury with detestable deeds. Verse 17, they offered sacrifices to demons which are not God, uh, to God's little g. They had, known, they had not known before to new God's little g, only recently arrived to God's little g. Their ancestors have never feared. Verse 18, you neglected the rock, capital R, who had fathered you. You forgot the God who had given you birth. Verse 19, the law saw this and drew back, provoked to anger by his own sons and daughters. Verse 20, he said, I will abandon them, then see what becomes of them. For they are a twisted generation, children without integrity, verse 21. And this is the verse that Romans was talking about, that Paul was talking about. They have roused my jealousy by worshiping things that are not God. They have provoked my anger with their useless idols. So, you know what the Lord is going to do now as he continues to say, now I will rouse their jealousy, okay? Because you see, if you're going to rouse God's jealousy, well, guess what he's going to do according to this scripture? He says, okay, 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 I got you. So now I will rouse their jealousy through people who are not even a people. I will provoke their anger through the foolish Gentiles. Ah. Uh. I tell you, you do not, you do not, you do not want to get on God's bad side. I don't care what it is. You do not want to do that. So let me go back over here to Romans. Uh-huh. He let them have it. He's like, look, oh, you're going to rouse my jealousy? Well, guess what I'm going to do? Because you think you are such a special chosen person of people? Okay. Let, let me just correct you all and set the record straight. So now, going back to Romans 10, verse 20. And later, Isaiah spoke boldly for God, saying, I was found by a people 
who were not looking for me. I showed myself to those who were not asking for me. But regarding Israel, God said, all day long I opened my arms to them, but they were disobedient and rebellious. Oh, I tell you, that was a mouthful. Okay, so now we lead enough to chapter 11. Because again, this all comes from my 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 previous teaching on what does Romans 10 9 through uh, 10 means because people had thought for the longest of time just like I myself thought that Romans 9 10 was a two-step salvation prayer that one would confess in order to be saved but as we as with that study as well as with this study this was really a cry from Paul's heart to his brothers and sister uh, Israel because of their unbelief, God pushed them away. Because of their unbelief in the Lord Jesus Christ, when he stepped out of deity and walked in the flesh among them, they denied who he was then. And so Paul is saying, look, I'm praying for all of y'all to be saved because there is going to be a remnant. There is going to be a restoration of Israel. But if only that when you get to the point that you can confess Jesus as Lord and you believe in your heart that God did in fact raise him from the grave because you see, they didn't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. They thought that somehow, you know, the the uh, uh, disciples took his body and hid it somewhere or whatever the case may be. But they didn't believe in his resurrection. So Paul, in his grief and in his sorrow and pouring out of his heart, that is how we got Romans 10, uh, 9 to verse 10. So again, that is not a salvation prayer. This is something that Paul wants for his people Israel to now do, to confess with their heart. Jesus is Lord. We got it wrong. We had it wrong for so many years and so many centuries. He is Lord. He is the Messiah. And yes, we now believe in our heart with faith and not by the works of the law. We couldn't keep it anyway. So now we understand it is a heart thing. And with our heart, we confess him as Lord. And we say he is Lord and we believe he rose from the dead. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to end this here. So we can see that faith in Christ alone, not by our works, not by keeping the law, not by any other doctrine, but to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work at the cross because he said it is finished and he is, and he is sitting now at the right hand of God. And from there, from that position, he awaits his enemies to become his footstool amen amen and with that i'll let you all go stop sinning repent of your sins and trust and believe in the lord jesus christ for the remission of your sins amen amen until next time lord willing i speak to you all soon bye for now Thank you 
guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.